0: hello and welcome to episode 129 of the confident live marketing podcast
1: everyone just needs to be human with each other don't we so you don't have to give them some really existential philosophical <laughs> change the world type question to answer just something really simple
0: hello my name's ian answer gray and welcome to episode 129 of the confident live marketing show and in today's show we're talking about how to boost engagement on your live shows whether that's your comments and engaging with your replay audience and all that kind of stuff we've got a special guest katie simpson can't wait to share this with you we'll be with you just after this
2: looks like it's time for something completely nutty I stream to facebook live with katie simpson thrive with life i want to boost my engagement more comments community i don't want to be a one-way communication machine i want to have with my audience they are my family katie simpson help me please engagement is your expertise let's stop the conversation with your interviewees i want to boost my engagement I to boost my engagement on. I want to boost my engagement on my life show today. Welcome to the Confident Live Marketing Podcast with Ian Anderson Gray.
1: Helping you level up your impact,
0: authority, and profits through the power of Confident Live Video.
2: Optimize your mindset and communication and increase your confidence in front of the camera.
1: Get confident with the tech and gear.
2: And get confident with the content Content and and marketing. marketing. Together, we can go live!
0: Hello, welcome to episode 129 of the Confident Live Marketing Show. Now, in today's show, we're going to be talking about how to boost engagement on your live shows. In today's show, I'm joined by the fabulous Katie Simpson. We're going to be sharing how you can grow your community, interact with your audience, and stop being a one-way communication machine, because who wants to be a one-way communication machine? But it's time to introduce my guest today, who is the fabulous Katie Simpson, who is a pastor's wife, a doggy mom, and chronic fatigue fighter from the Chiltern Hills near London in England. She's a live video voice and beauty coach, and she's passionate about helping lady entrepreneurs to look great, sound great, and feel fantastic on live video and beyond. Welcome to the show, Katie.
1: Hi, thank you so much.
0: Oh, it's wonderful to have you here. Thank you so much for joining us. And as the crowds die down, I wanted to ask you, Katie, how did we actually meet? Because, as I said just before we started, it feels like we've known each other for years and years. But I don't know, has it been like six months, eight months, a year, something like that? I don't know.
1: Yeah, under a year. Yeah. Under a year. Yeah. Maybe October or something last year, November. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Shows you the amazing. uh, just the power of live video and community as
2: yeah. well yeah yeah um, it does
0: but yeah we i can't remember where we met exactly it may have been in the eCam community or something like that no
1: it was or- through either Rachel Little or Nicola Mills, oh, that's who great. are both <laughs> both people that I studied singing with at the Royal the Scottish Royal... Academy of Music and Drama. It's called something else. It's called, yes, yeah, the Royal Scottish Conservatoire,
0: Conservatoire now. It's, but it used, it used to be called the Royal Scottish Academy of Music and Drama. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So they were both singers as well. And they knew you because they're both northerners <laughs> <laughs> and singers. And I can't remember where we was. It no, what
2: I've was it? The, the
1: see- Northern that you were at. Yeah, You'd I knew Nicola
0: it? from the Oldham Youth Orchestra. I was the cello, oh. the trombone player, and we we yeah. b- both went into the singing world. So isn't it funny? Yeah, we've got <laughs> a lot a lot in common when it comes to music. And I'm going to ask you a little bit more about your background. But tell us your story. How did you get from singing into <laughs> what you're doing today in live video? Because We've got, we're both classical, classically trained singers, aren't we? We've got similar yet different backgrounds, but it's actually quite remarkable how similar our stories are. Tell us a little bit more about how you got into what you're doing today.
1: Yeah. So I'll try and say the, a short version. (laughs) (laughs) Otherwise, everyone will get rather bored. So I, I studied singing and absolutely loved it. I had some health problems from back then. So I went into singing, teaching quite a lot and loved helping people with their confidence and performing, helping them find their voice. And it's just wonderful when you have a skill, when you have a love, when you have something that you can love helping people with and seeing them get those eureka moments and building in confidence in their whole confidence. I've really seen some major changes with people their whole aspect of how they are how they feel about themselves massively improves through working on their voice and things like that and that's I've just loved doing that I i like still performing live particularly in 1940s retro events I dress up in RAF uniform and sing the old <laughs> World War II songs and swing songs, which I absolutely love. I do that a little bit, but health wise, it meant that I had to go down a different stream of helping people, particularly ladies with, I studied beauty and making people feel good by lovely essential oils and massaging people and doing facials and all that sort of thing. So I still love doing that. My health though still (laughs) was going down a little bit. So this online space has been just absolutely mega for me finding lovely friends like some that we've got watching right now making friends and with you ian and others has been just so wonderful for me the online space is just so incredible and live video particularly where you can really get to know people and get build this community it's fantastic but the interesting thing is i actually got into live video through through a group that started from Russell Bronson's challenge. What's it called? It's called One Funnel Away Challenge. And he challenged us to decide if we were going to do a podcast or we were going to do live videos or we were going to do a blog or whatever. We had to decide one thing that we were going to challenge ourselves to do often. And a few of us got into a group to do live video. And they called this group, I hate live video or I really struggle with live video or I'm scared stiff of live video, whatever. We got in this group and we met a few times on Zoom and chatted and stuff. And after a while they were saying, Oh, I'm really scared about live video. And I said, Well, actually I really love it. <laughs> so that's actually how I got into doing it more because it's just suddenly dawned on me. I really love that doing this. And I really feel that I can help others do it. So here I am
0: (laughs) that's awesome story it's your live video story is very different to me because I think you you got into live video and you realized you loved it whereas I was very reluctant at the beginning I was I didn't hate it I was just really scared of it (laughs) (laughs) and it took me time to get through it but I then realized actually my singing background really helps in getting in front of the camera do you find that your performance background really helps you with live video
1: oh yeah really massively I think when you've trained as a singer or an actor and singers tend to be quite flamboyant sort of wacky people and so we're not we're used to as it were I just say that being naked in front of an audience as it were we're used to just being ourselves in front of an audience if but that It's not necessarily so because we've got our lines, our singing lyrics, and we're hiding behind that. So just speaking off the cuff is something that has been a big block for me. That is nerve-wracking. So there's always something that can block you and can stop you from doing it. I've had some terrifying experiences of just being put on the spot on a, on a platform, on a stage in front of hundreds of people and just had a microphone stuck in my face and suddenly a question asked to me and I've just been like, oh, horrible. But I've got over it and I think mainly because I just love the sense of community and the fun. I love the fun of live video and, yeah, there's nothing it like it.
0: It is fun. I, I think, I don't know, I, I felt slightly like on my own. They, they, all the singers tend to be very lovey, darling people when I was at college, and they'd just go up to go, oh, darling, mwah, mwah, and all this kind of stuff. And that wasn't really my thing, but uh, it, yeah, it's interesting. We've got watching uh, So Who We've Got So I Love That. Challenge ITV, completely agree with you here. Wishing Katie to be good. I know how health can be challenging. Live streaming is a therapy. Would you agree, Katie?
1: Yeah, I really would. I think so. that's that's a brilliant point, actually.
0: I think so. Now, now we, Katie and I, we've, and I know that you're still suffering with chronic fatigue syndrome. I, I did have chronic fatigue syndrome, although I wonder whether I wonder whether I still got a little bit of it because I still get quite tired. And I find that live video can be both a therapy, but also it can exhaust me as well. I get exhausted at the end of my live streams. How about you? Do you, how are you at the end of a live stream? Are you just totally full of energy or are you a little bit tired and exhausted? <laughs>
1: Yeah, I get this wired and fired thing. I don't know whether any of our viewers know anything about the vagus nerve. I won't get deeply into this, but I think often people who have ME chronic fatigue syndrome, people who are really push themselves and they're people who I know, Ian, actually, you say you're not really like this, but I think you might have a a bit of you that's like that. But yeah, anyway, I'm a bit like that. I push myself and I get very wired up. So my adrenaline gets way up here I'm then on a massive adrenaline high for ages and then at some point it tends to crash so yeah I have to be careful I have to do some deep breathing I have to actually smile through my eyes I know that sounds a bit strange but that helps you relax that's the a very system. singer
0: thing to say <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> it's true really- uh. <laughs> no, that's
0: interesting i i actually think i'm probably more like that than i thought when we last spoke i've found out a few more things about myself we are going to get onto the topic of engagement but just before we do i i just want to say this is we're trying something new today aren't we katie this show Ready? is sponsored by restream and actually we're using a, a new service from restream called restream pairs and this is really exciting what i've talked about a lot on the show before that you can multi-stream to lots of different places so just Very quickly, using Ecamm Live as the switcher tool and the streaming tool, I then stream to Restream, and then that will then broadcast out to Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, and all these places. Katie has come on as a guest into Ecamm, but through the power of Restream, Katie was able to add her channels to the stream. So I think we're broadcasting to your Facebook page and Facebook profile, is that right?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And so, if you are watching on Katie's profile page, welcome. It's great to see you. You may be wondering who on earth I am, but obviously Katie, so thank you so much for watching. but this is a really exciting, exciting um new thing. What do you think about this, Katie, are you excited by
1: this? I think it's absolutely fab. I didn't really realize how fab it was because I thought it oh it just makes things easier for you to organize and for your audience but I just, I suppose I was a bit slow with <laughs> realizing what it's about. But yeah, it actually, when you create an event in Restream, so you create your live beforehand, it creates a, a, a sort of event in Facebook and LinkedIn and YouTube and wherever else ahead of time. So, As soon as you click in your channels, and it's really easy to do. I was practicing it with my husband yesterday, and he managed to do it quite easily. As soon as you click what channels you want, it sends the um, event post onto all those channels. So people can see ahead of time that you're going to go live. And they can click that they're interested in watching it and that sort of thing. And I think that's just absolutely brilliant. I really do really ups the game. Definitely does. Well, here's
0: a little bit more about uh, Restream and uh, we'll be with you just after this.
1: The Confident Live Marketing Podcast is proudly sponsored by Restream. Restream is the complete multi-streaming suite for entrepreneurs. It's the easiest way to broadcast live to over 30 destinations at the same time, including Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, Twitch, and so much more. Restream Studio makes it so simple to stream directly from your browser. Bring in guests and add your branding, videos, and graphics, and view and highlight comments from your destinations, all at the click of a button. Take Restream for a test drive and get your first month completely free at iag.me forward
0: slash restream. Awesome. Well, do check out restream at iag.me forward slash restream. This new service is called Restream Pairs. It's really cool. It works with Restream Studio and it also works uh, if you use a third-party tool like OBS Studio or Ecamm Live. Valerie's saying, do you both do both of you have to have restream for the pairs to work? Technically, yes, but the way it works is if your guest doesn't have Restream, they'll just be invited to just create a a free account. They don't have to pay uh, and effectively, they'll be able to add their channels and for your live stream and it all works beautifully. So I hope that answers your question. Valerie, let's get on um, with talking about engagement. First of all, Katie, why do you think engagement is so important? Why should we bother? Why should we follow the comments? Because quite frankly, surely they're just distracting. (laughs)
1: yeah the beauty of live video is i think the major thing about it is your community that you're building it's not just giving a lecture and if it was then that's fine but it why do a live video then you could just post a video there's so much more that you can do with with live video the engagement thing is, is not only fun builds your know and trust factor as you engage with your community it makes them feel good as well and I love making my audience feel special and happy but also it makes that algorithm work brilliantly the more people engage with it in a positive way the more that it's going to be shown to more people and so you're going to build your audience and you're going to build your um, authority and everything so that's is something special about live video and if you miss out all of that you don't interact with anybody at all in your live video it's a shame
0: It it is. Now, I suppose you could just be using live video to create content and you're not really fussed about that. It's just a quick and easy way. I've talked about live video being a great antidote to overcome perfectionism. And I can understand that, but I think what you're saying, Katie, is that there's so much more to it than that. There's a slightly selfish reason, which is the algorithm. In fact, we need to have uh It does help the algorithm, the more people that are, are commenting. But it's not just about that. It's about building and growing community. And we wouldn't have met, well, okay, I, I know we, we met uh, through another method, but we did, our relationship was built really through comments and chatting yeah. that way. Yeah. And it's the same with the Challenge ITV and Alisa Meredith. I, we got to know each other on Google+. Plus. I think it was in, through that or something like that. So I think it's so important. And I can see a comment on Amazon Live, we've got Benji watching. And I love this. You're, you'll love this, Katie. This is a great comment from uh, Benji. Could you please could you please do an American accent? It's like watching <laughs> Downton Abbey, LOL. You don't want to hear my American accent. It, it's, switch everyone off. But,
1: <laughs> Howdy. Yeehaw. <laughs> What's about it?
0: There Sorry. you go. Anyway, got a question. Great question here from Challenge ITV, which is... Do you see a different approach in engagement on different platforms, you know, Twitch versus YouTube, Facebook, et cetera? Now, I know t TV, you're, I think you're using Facebook and Twitch, if I'm right, and you are looking at going into YouTube. And I think this is a really interesting question, particularly if we're using a tool like Restream, which allows us to broadcast to those different places. I'm putting you on the spot, Katie, but any thoughts on this? Because it's a very interesting question.
1: Yeah, so I, out of those platforms i don't know twitch i'm afraid yeah it's a good thought isn't it it is quite different on youtube from facebook the way people interact but the good thing about restream is that all of everyone's comments just comes up for us to see as we're giving out the live stream anyway so we can interact in exactly the same way. I think more people tend to interact on Facebook and less people realize that they can interact on On a live YouTube. I just had this conversation with somebody earlier. She said, oh, I didn't know I could put anything on the live. She didn't realize that. And I had to screenshot a picture of it to, to show her that you can do that. So I think people on YouTube tend to just be a bit more passive.
0: It depends on the community, because I have, I think you're right, but I have been involved with live streams where the community on YouTube live has been mega. I mean, Mike Russell, Mm. Isabella Russell there, what's it called? The Free Jingle Friday is loads of comments on on YouTube, but I think their community is very different. Yeah, I I think you're right, Katie, that that with with tools like Restream, we can now communicate with our audience across all those different platforms. There is some difference like Amazon Live, for example, Benji, I had to look down on my trusty iPad because I can't see those on the screen. And there's also a difference between Facebook and LinkedIn comments and YouTube comments are are in the chat and then they're separate to the comments. Whereas Facebook, once you've finished your broadcast, they become like regular comments. But in terms of the engagement, I think it really depends on your community and whether the community on those different channels is very different or not. So one thing that you were, we were talking earlier, Katie, about sometimes it can be a real issue seeing the comments, particularly if you're on the phone, you've got these tiny comments. And if you've got a lot of comments, you can miss them. And on a computer, it can sometimes be difficult depending on what tool you're using and all that kind of stuff. So have you got any tips on how we can actually see the comments uh, on a live stream, whether it's a phone or on a computer?
1: Yeah, so I think the the main thing is, is to, before you go live, just think about the fact that there will be comments, hopefully, <laughs> coming up. So actually think about how far away your device is to you. And will you be able to see them? Think about the lighting that you've going on? Are you outside on your phone and it's really bright light and you can't really see anything? Because I think it does really help if you can interact with people. If it's going to be an issue, what some people do is they have their phone or iPad with the live stream on it but on silent near them. If they there's some issue and they can't see it. So that's that's a point. If you're going live on your computer if if you're somebody like me and you've got your notes on a like a clipboard or something near you just try and organize it on your screen so that it's not completely covering up where you'd see your comments so you can make your if you're on a third party platform you can make it a bit smaller on the screen so that you're you can still easily see your notes but you can still see the comments so it it's really Not that I've got any brilliant tips on actually seeing the comments. It's being aware of it and organising yourself and your lighting and your environment so that you're going to be able to see them I'm an interviewee on Ian's show at the moment and I've changed the background on Ecamm you can do this as an interviewee I've changed the background to dark color rather than white and it means that the comments because I can see all the comments that are coming in and they're down on the right hand side I can see them really clearly if it's black in the background and white on white really stands out like that. Yeah, the more you can make it easy for yourself to see the comments, the better. And on on lots of these third party platforms, if you can't really read it, as long as you can see that there's not something dodgy that somebody's put on it. But if you can't really read it and it looks reasonable, just click on it and bring it on the screen and then you can have it as big as you want and you can easily interact with the comments there and people love seeing their name up as well. So it's great to do that.
0: It's so true, and I think I've I was speaking with my friend Jeff C, and he was saying that when he was doing a, a show, they they actually found that when they put the comments up on the screen, because of course you got the little photo of the, of the person, people were like taking a screenshot of it and sending Aww. it on Facebook and saying, "Oh look, I've I've been on the show," and I think it's we sh- it's very easy to forget how important it is to involve your community on the show and. I think all those comments are, that that you made, Katie, are fantastic. I, I would just say, follow up to that is just make sure you test and you practice these things because whatever tool you're going to use, make sure you know f- where to find the comments. And on, mm-hmm. if you're watching on a computer, you can use Command Shift or Control Shift to, to zoom in. So if you're struggling to see the comments, make mm-hmm. it bigger so that you can see. Now on Ecamm, There's a really cool feature. If I just go into live demo mode here, hopefully this is going to work. Yes, I think I'm on live demo mode now. Hopefully it's working. So with the comments, and if they're scrolling past quite quickly, what you can do is you can uh, star comments. So I can see that Challenge ITV has asked a question here. So while Katie was speaking, I automatically starred that. And then I can go to favorite comments. And I've got those there. So once I've answered that question, I can unstar it, which I'll do. And then I'll star it again because I don't want to forget. You can do it that way. So that's whatever tool you, and a lot of the different tools out there will have a similar kind of thing. Make sure that you learn how to use the tool that you're using. Otherwise, you can get in a bit of a muddle. And so I do want to highlight Challenge ITV's question here, which is, it's more of a comment or a statement because I think this is great. To engage more the audience, what about asking the audience directed questions? And I think that's so important I'm asking Katie lots of well what I like to think are great questions <laughs> but you can then ask the audience those questions as well. What's your view on that Katie do, do you in your live shows ask your audience questions and do they have mm-hmm. to be related to um, the topic or can you ask silly ones what did you have for what you're gonna have for dinner tonight or something like that
1: <laughs> Yeah so it's great to give the audience a simple call to action. And it's really nice, like at the beginning of this show, Ian said, I think he said, let us know where you're watching from. That sort of question is easy and we all want to say that sort of thing. We all want to share that type of thing, What well, a lot of us do. Something that's really simple and just fun and Engaging and friendly as a question right at the beginning, or you can even do it before the beginning. If you're using a Facebook live producer itself, so you're not using a third party tool, you're going live to Facebook on your computer, you can actually do a poll or a question before you even start. So people can start interacting like that before you've even started. And that's great to get that interaction. Straight away. So, yeah, asking questions, either typing them in to the comments or saying them out or both is great to get that initial engagement. And then a couple of times through the show as well, I like doing a fun live on a Friday and I like saying, What are you drinking? Hopefully, it's not something too alcoholic at that time of day, but it doesn't matter anyway. So, yeah, you can get some fun conversations and and everyone just needs to be human with each other don't we so you don't have to give them some really existential philosophical (laughs) change the world type question to answer just something really simple yeah i
0: I do deep questions but you've also got to think about the poor people having to type those up on their little phones as well so (laughs)
2: yeah. <laughs> you have yeah. to think
0: about that too. MC Lito's asking a question. You probably have to be able to answer this a bit better than me because you, you actually clicked on this. Great tip about the dark background, Katie. Could you point us in the right direction on how to do that in Ecamm Live or is that a Mac dark mode thing? So what did you do to click that on?
1: So when you're an interviewee on somebody else's link, they invite you to go on their show and they're using Ecamm Live. It's so easy to join their live. You just have to click this link and you don't need to download eCAM or anything like that. It just brings it up and you type in your name and you just click join. And then it brings you a screen that you can see the live feed in a screen. And all around it is either white to start with. And you can see the comments or not see the comments if you don't want to. And there's just a toggle box at the bottom, and you can change it to dark. There's hardly anything else on the screen, so it's quite obvious. And I know a lot of people do that because it helps with the the glare, sometimes on your face and your glasses if it's white, but also the glare that's going into your brain, as it were. So I think it's easier to just toggle that into dark. So that's on that platform as an interviewee. I think that's That's a great
0: tip. And actually, probably I should let my guests know that that's an option because you could probably miss it. If you're using a tool like Restream Studio, then that's already on a dark background. And also, if you're the host in Ecamm Live, you do have an option here to check guest web interface defaults to dark mode. So you could force that to your guest if you wanted. That's just an extra option Mm -hmm. there. So um, yeah, maybe I should do that. What do you think, Katie? Would that be good if I defaulted to that?
1: I think so. Mm. I think it's only good maybe some people like it white but it you do get a reflection especially if you've got glasses on yeah
0: exactly I agree with you there and I'll have to say I love your background it's amazing how do you stop randomly gibbering on one of the problem is with comments you can it can lose your focus if you don't have a proper structure Mm. and I've seen so I've seen and I think we've talked about this before I've seen two types of live shows Number one, which is probably the more frustrating, is the host doesn't interact at all with the comments. You may as well not be there. And I've seen quite a few live shows recently from companies who will remain nameless. It's just a conversation between them and their guest. And I've been commenting away and zero feedback. And I've come away at the Mm -hmm. end of it thinking, what was the point of that? But then you've got the other side of it, which the other mistake probably, which is the person spent too long with the comments. And particularly if you're watching the replay or if it's been repurposed into a podcast, it's just boring because you're not there if you're watching the replay. So how do you get that balance? How do you stop just randomly gibbering on?
1: Yeah I've experienced the first thing a number of times as well where where somebody's giving this great talk and and everything but they're just not you're trying to ask questions or say hello or be encouraging in the comments and there's just nothing coming back at all and it really makes you feel deflated. And the the other one, done this quite a number of times, if you see somebody in the comments, maybe you haven't seen them for ages, maybe they're a long lost family member or something. And and this particularly happens with us girls. I think sometimes we can just completely stop stop the stream that we're whatever we're saying we're right in the middle of something and suddenly this squeak comes out hi so and so how are you doing oh you're so what? <laughs> and it's just very really frustrating to watch and it, especially if that happens a number of times you just completely can't keep on there train of thought at all what i think the way that ian teaches things is really good in in this way that it's great to give a hook at the beginning ask a question and then welcome your replay viewers welcome your live viewers and maybe do your intro video and and then Just start interacting for a short while with people and welcoming people by name, hopefully bringing some of their comments up. And so you've got that visual for the people who are just watching the captions or not got the captions on or whatever. And you've got that audible as well that you're welcoming welcoming them by name. And then try and get quickly into your first point and try and get through that first point before you stop and interact again and something that ian does teach is that what what is the term you you should let them know that you're going to interact in a short while after you finish your first point so interact after the first point welcome so-and-so bring their names up on the screen Answer one or two questions quite shortly, but don't spend ages on it. Get on to your next point, do the same thing. Next point, maybe your third point, and that's sort of your wrap-up chat with your audience and thanking them for watching them. I think thanking them is is important. So interact a few times in the middle. Let them know when you're going to be looking at the comments and, and answering their questions, but don't spend too long on it while you're explaining your whatever you're teaching them
0: absolutely it's a balance isn't it and it's really hard when you see somebody you recognize there's a number of things that can go on i don't know if you had this Casey, but you could have scenario one somebody like really big and famous in your world comes in the room and you go oh my goodness there's this person here and you're going "Ah," like that so that could happen or number two you get some spam comments. And we've actually had some spam comments today. Hey, Katie, we're famous oh. now. So this is great. We're on on a Twitch. Apparently, so want to become famous? You can buy followers and prime viewers on. Yeah, so there we go. We've got that. Or uh, you could have some pretty horrible comments. And you know you've made it when you start to get those as well. And obviously, at those times, you can that can maybe shock you or disturb you. Yeah. But whatever happens, or it could be just somebody like a good friend of yours, And I love this from MC Leto. I'm guilty of squeaking at old friends who pop in. I think we all are. So I don't know. We probably have to. What do you think, Katie? Do you think we have to suspend our excitement? Suspend our excitement. But then you almost need to, it might be like a minute later, but then you need to say, oh, mc leto in the room oh my goodness it's amazing to see you but you've already saw that they were in the room a minute ago what do you think is is that basically what you have to do
1: yeah just trying hold hold it in for a little while but i think i tried i tend to like waving people might have seen if they were watching the beginning of the live i i like to acknowledge even when i have my countdown going on at the beginning and i on my countdown i'm A picture in picture in the corner boogieing away to the music and I like to do little waves because I'm muted actually no I've unmuted myself a bit now because I like to say some things but yeah I I do like to show some sort of acknowledgement so something like that is you can do that without stopping the train the thread of what you're saying and then yeah so try and compose yourself
0: compose yourself yeah it's balancing that excitement isn't it it's an emotional roller coaster. thank you Valerie so, Valerie says uh, you have a wonderful balance of dealing with comments and acknowledging your yeah. audience and keeping the show moving yeah. that has taken some practice some time you said this to me earlier that sometimes live shows can be a bit like a lecture and I think I mentioned it I was watching this and they weren't interacting with the audience at all how do we sound more engaging and I know some of the things you were talking about before were like breaking it up with visual using your voice and maybe even pausing oh my goodness that's that's like a really scary thing silence on a live show tell us more
1: yeah so there's loads of things that you can do some people are really good at various um things to do with this it's great to be able to use scenes in your video visually to break things up so you don't have to have like tons of stuff going on at the same time. Some people actually find that a bit distracting. When we're I'm going on a bit of a tangent here, but when we're watching YouTube pre-recorded videos, it's it's nice to have um music in the background. As long as it's real background, you can hear it clearly all the time but a lot of people find that it's interesting they find that a bit distracting on live videos restream has an amazing feature where you can have music in the background so it's a bit it would be nice to have that for some of it then turn it off for others. That's a bit of an audio, creating audio scenes, creating changes in audio. So there's visual things that you can do to break things up. It's quite nice to use your hands sometimes, and it's quite nice to come closer to the screen sometimes. And some people are great at the very various sort of facial expressions that they like to do, or they have a thing about coming close to the camera some people are great at using their voice in that way and did you know this I love it when people suddenly do a whisper in your ear all of a sudden it's quite surprising and it really grabs your attention and Ian said when you just suddenly stop it can be really surprising you know especially if you're just listening it's in the background and and things just suddenly stop it really makes you stop and lean in and listen so we can do those things with our voice we can use sound effects there are some great sound effects that you can use we can do this is another visual thing but i like making it fun and just bringing my little dog up on the screen like that sometimes yeah just changing things up one thing that happens with a lot of us especially if we're nervous is our voice can go quite creaky and it can go quite monotone, and it can all be quite samey, and often that sort of comes with a lot of, that sort of thing can happen a lot, and I think that happens quite a bit generally when we're nervous. So if we're nervous, do some of Ian's great warm-ups before you're live and do them anyway. Just try and break things up and raise the pitch of your voice and drop it to lean in and and whisper so we can change our volume we can change our pitch and we can change our speed like he says you're really excited very fast and then you can just slow things down and it it can really bring your audience in and make them concentrate and listen because you're just bringing in a bit of difference and intrigue and whatever definitely
0: Now, I I love all of what you said, then And what's interesting is there was a point there when you stopped talking. It was was silence and you, you kept still. MC Leto says, silence? What is this unheard thing called silence? Now, when you did that, I would love to know what, if you're watching live, did you suddenly like, Look up at the screen if you were looking away. Did did you notice that? Because I definitely did. At that moment, I was listening to Katie, but I was just looking down at my iPad just to check if there were any comments. And I immediately looked back at Katie because I thought, oh, there's a technical problem. Uh, but the fact was silence is such a powerful thing and using your voices in different ways is powerful i've also the one thing that i would love to do is have a second camera which is side on which is a bit more full on and i can turn over turn to that and go into the microphone and and it's a bit more like Mm -hmm. this and maybe use some sound effects i don't know uh what kind of sound effects i could use i've got i've got a thunder effect Actually, that's more like an explosion. That's not very good. But you could use all these different kind of sounds as well. And Valerie says, yeah, Valerie says, I totally looked up when Katie got suddenly silent. And uh, MC Leto is exactly the same. I was compelled to look at the screen more intensely. So it just shows you. Doesn't it? We're almost at the end, Katie. And I think we could talk on and on. But what should we encourage people to write in the comments? And what shouldn't we say? Because uh, I know one of the things that you've been you've been uh, speaking with uh, some other live video experts out there who have uh, some thoughts on this. So what should we say? And what should we not say?
1: Yeah, so you could just not ask your audience to comment at all. But it's I think it really helps to ask them to do that in a number of ways. It really helps with the algorithm if they are doing that in a normal human interaction type of way. I'm not sure whether it's a great idea. I haven't decided what I think about this. If you ask people to type one in the comments if you like this or type nine if you like that, I'm not sure because these platforms like people to have proper human interaction. And that tends to be when people write three words or more, I believe. So asking people to note some things down is great for you. It's great for the video reach. And it's great for them as well. Because I don't know about you, but I I love watching live videos all the time. But I can have it on in the background and just turn off completely and fall asleep a little bit. But if somebody is encouraging you to write what is helpful to you if something has like an aha moment so you could ask them to write hashtag aha if you have got any golden nuggets or hashtag nugget and say what has been really helpful for you i i think personally as a viewer and i do that it really helps my brain to Take in what the person's saying and benefit from it and remember it. I often do that and then I'll screen what my comment is. So I'm using it as a notepad as well, a little bit like that. So I think um, asking people to do something like that. You can ask in different ways. People do say that there's certain words which kill the algorithm. Say asking them to actually comment. You can say different things. Asking them to S-H-A-R-E. Using that word, they say that's not good. (laughs) Using the actual platform name, they say that's not good either because that shows that it's not normal human interaction. You're trying to manufacture stuff. Some people say instead of the word S-H-A-R-E, they say sprinkle this amongst your friends. (laughs) You might hate that. You can think of your own way. But just a few thoughts because some Encouraging people to write something and engage, I think, is brilliant all round for you, for the video, for them.
0: Yeah, I I think you're so right. It's it's probably the answer to this is just be human. You probably wouldn't go up to a friend of yours and say, "Could you please share this conversation?" or "Should we have some engagement now?" You wouldn't say these things. But the scary (gasps) thing is that, like the Facebook and all these places, I'm just saying it. They listen in. There's an algorithm, and if you use certain phrases it we are told apparently that it can reduce the reach and actually hinder you. Now, I've not seen any evidence of that. But that is I've seen that Facebook have said this in the past, we have we have to listen to it. And uh, I think Kim Garst is a great friend of mine, but she does some her lives are great. She has, I think she uses the aha mo- uh, moment, she asks people to share what is your aha moment, And that's uh, probably something I should nick on this show. And because it's encouraging your audience to listen in and to share what they've learned in this. And sometimes that can be really interesting, because what you think was the big aha moment was not actually the biggest aha moment for your audience as well. Awesome. I think we are at the end of the show. Thank you so much, Katie. We could talk on and on, I'm sure. How can people find out more about you and tell us what you're working on at the moment?
1: So it'd be lovely if you found me on Facebook or Instagram. I am vaguely on YouTube as well. So it's Thrive with Live on both of those platforms and Katie Simpson on YouTube. So I'm working on at the moment, a toolkit for beginners to go live and their confidence and all sorts of things, templates and things like that are really helpful and demos of things just so that everything's in one place. So people don't feel overwhelmed and don't feel that they've got to spend a whole load of money to start going live with their audience. Thank
0: you, Katie. Do check out Katie's Instagram and Facebook and uh, do check out what she's doing because Katie is doing some amazing things. And thank you so much for coming on the show. That's it for this week. Do check out the podcast at iag.me forward slash podcast. That comes out every Friday. So until next time, I encourage you to level up your impact, authority and profits.
2: Today I stream to Facebook Live with Katie Simpson, Thrive with Life. I want to boost my engagement, more comments, community. I don't want to be a one-way communication machine. I want to hang with my audience, they are my family. Katie Simpson, help me please, engagement is your expertise. Let's stop the conversation with your interviewees. I want to boost my engagement all I want to boost my engagement. I want to boost my engagement on my life show today.